Hello everyone, welcome to Jock and Journo for another big episode. We're halfway through this season and oh boy, aren't the pies just absolutely rolling. I never doubted you, Scotty Penderbury, the captain of the pies. I always said that this is the year you're going to surge up the ladder. I know you've had, had the buy break, mate. You're feeling fresh. You're feeling relieved. You're, you're happy with things. Feeling relieved. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, are you feeling um, halfway. Happy, happy? No, it was no? a good break. Um, we did the break really well this year, I thought. We what played, did you do, mate? Played, we played Monday. Yep. Traditionally, then we have the day off, and then we come in, say, on the Wednesday to yep. our review this yep. year. Was played Monday, a really recover. short yep. recovery session, review, and yep. then gone. So we had five days off, yep. which was, yeah, good. Everyone got away. and Yeah. Yeah. Ready to go. And uh, so hello to you, uh, Sammy Gaston. We've got a new third amigo here, Scotty. Uh, one of the all-round good guys of the Collingwood <laughs> Football Club. Sammy Gaston's great to have you, but you did knife Coco. So as Coco's left, controversially, the Collingwood Football Club to go to some other organisation. And you've just um, slipped straight in, mate. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. I've been targeting his job for years. So <laughs> it's great to finally get the call up. But we'll see how we go. Oh, very good. On probation. Good. Yeah. So we, uh, we, uh, after the Monday game, Scotty, I have to call you out for this. We sort of organised mm. a few beers, gas, and, you know, get to together after the game, celebrate Collingwood's win, say goodbye to Coco, just have a little low-key gathering. Mason Cox was there, a few of the other Collingwood boys. Scotty all week saying, yeah, yeah, I'll come, yeah, we'll get no, there 8.30. Like, yeah, hang on, Scotty. He said, oh, I'll recover first, I'll do a few laps and stretch it out and then we'll come and I'll have my two beers for the year with you. Well, like, great, Scott's <laughs> going to come out. This will be, yeah, be great. It was a be very able, select list. Of be able to hang around. Now, he was a dollar ten to pull out, Gas, and what do you reckon, well, the text message came through at about 9.30, what do you reckon it said? No can do. Sorry, boy. Straight down the mouth. Right I, so this is your chance, Scotty. I think all week, yeah. I, I said... Non-committal? No, I said all week, you boys are talking it up. I'll get a venue. I'll meet you here all week. I'll, I'll see how I pull up after the game, let you know. See how I pull up after then. Jay would go, I've got this venue booked. Oh, no, that's closed. We'll go here. It's nice and quiet. <laughs> the guy said it was your idea. It wasn't my place. idea. It was definitely Scott's no, idea and you pulled out, mate. We'll get. It's taken us six years. We'll and get then you I got some footage it. of the night. Yeah, sent to me. Oh, yeah, we sent you some stuff, didn't we? Yeah, we were singing. karaoke <laughs> at a non-karaoke bar. Yeah, That's how did. you boys were going. Well, Coxie was there and he just got um, – well, I didn't vote him best on, but he was given the middle. I thought Geordie was best on. Anyway, so he was there with his brothers and all, all good fun. But, fellas, before we start talking uh, footy stuff, I've just had a very unusual life experience. So I've gone down to my normal barber, right, for a bit of a haircut. I was getting a bit long, Scotty. Yeah. We don't all have the cool dre- you know, the cool threads like you or, or whatever. And now uh, my hair struggles. So anyway, um, gone to the barber and she's doing the normal thing and then got a bit awkward, mate. She whispered. She wasn't a whisper. more like a hush. It's a hush. She's leant over into my ear. Like I thought, ooh, something's going on here. And she says. Hello, Mrs. Clark. Yeah, no, this uh, Georgie, her name is, lovely lady, she, in Mooney Pond. She says, uh, do you want me to chop your brows? Do you want me to cut your brows? Now, I had about two seconds to make this decision. It was pretty awkward at the time. I've never ha- I've never discussed getting your eyebrows, Scott. I've never thought about the cutting your eyebrows. Yeah, sometimes it sort of does get in my vision because I do have longer brows and it does sometimes distract me. And at first thought I thought, no way, surely I'm not going to really cut my brows. But then I thought, no, let's roll the dice, Scotty. Let's cut my brows. So How daring of you. She's got the comb out and she's fed the clip up, chopping my brows. So how do my brows look today, mate? I've had, they I've look had, sharp. The first time in my life I've had a brow chop. Gas, what do you reckon? Pretty even. You like them? Yeah. I'll put good? a photo up on Twitter. Spruced? New, have I, you ever yeah, had that? Have I've you had ever had You've saying, had this. I've had it before. You've had a brow chop. A couple of years ago. Yeah. I, and consistently now when I go, yep. at the end, it's, do you want your brows touched up? Yep. And the, like, it's my own barber as well. Yeah. And you and, have, oh, traditionally, he, you, you he just gets have the, one He just gets the, the comb and just yeah. bang and then he just goes, zoom, zoom, yeah. takes him two seconds. At first, yeah. I was like you, like, 
what is a brow chop? Like, am I going to walk out of here like one brow? Or are you going to put like a little line through it? Yeah. Um, that's a nice little personal touch now, I reckon. We sort of connect over that little moment. Uh, she, Georgie said to me that don't, don't worry, every second bloke in it secretly does it. So, yeah. Oh, they look good. Do they? Nice. Yeah. So if, you've had, if you're listening and you've had a brow chop, you're considering a brow chop, tweet us in, gas. We like to encourage the social interaction. At Clarky Herald Sun, SP underscore 10. Have you had a brow chop? Was it good? Will you go back? Will you not do it again? If you haven't considered it, Scotty, maybe the people out there. Oh, I don't, and know. If you've I only don't got... know if I could ever ask for it. I got oh, offered. So. You do need to be offered. Maybe yeah. you could just mention it whilst we're getting cut. Oh, a few boys talk about like a brow <laughs> What's a brow chop? <laughs> yeah. And then... You know, go in the back door. Uh, yeah, and sometimes you do have your more singular brow at yeah, times. Davis style. Yeah, so yeah. that is. Well, I haven't had a haircut in about a year. Is that right? Yeah. The br- so the brow chop hasn't right. happened in about a year. <laughs> I need to go in just for a brow chop. Hey, let's talk about um, footy, mate, because there is a fair bit of stuff um, bubbling along. And um, we've been, there is a lot of talk about the state of the game, about it being um, well, not great, really, unattractive. Sam Mitchell's had some strong comments to say, to say this morning um, that um, the game is great and that all the old blokes who were complaining about it not being 70 style or whatever are being unfair. Do you enjoy playing football and watching football, Scott? What do you think yeah, of the current game? Yeah, well, clearly now we've got so many games you can watch. So, um, you know, th- Thursday night footy tonight, like, you know, I'll sit there tonight, I can't wait for that game to come on and watch. But, yeah, um, yeah I think... It's sort of it's sort of like bubbles away underneath us, and everyone. The commentators talk about um, everything but football. Why they're supposed to be commentating? Yeah, which is probably like for players watching is one of the biggest things I reckon we always hate and talk about. Is like why don't the commentators just talk about what's happening instead of like Themselves. why didn't the umpire talk about giving that fifty or why didn't he do that? Oh, he run through the marks like. Just, just call the game, special comments. Guys, do your special comments. It yep. ends up just being this big discussion about the game. And it's like you guys are putting that in people's minds. So they're yep. the first point of call. Yep. I love the game. I reckon the game's in great shape. We, it's making natural adjustments anyway. Like a few years ago, everyone's talking about goals out the back. Everyone's getting goals out the back. You know, naturally, that's adjusted. Teams have moved their system. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think... It's good. I think that they're trialing things. Like you always got to trial, try and involve. Yeah. Um, JLT training trials. Yeah. JLT is there for that. Like I'm all for in JLT trial things. See if it works better. I think the one of the rules that they've sort of done on the fly is that shrugging one. You know, if you yep. get, if you initiate the shrug and it hits you in the head, well, it's play on. I think that's worked well for the game. It has. Um, then the other one, say the the third up rule, I think that allows the big blokes to go at it. But like a simple one is like don't have them nominate. But if a side just sends two guys up in the ruck, it's a free kick against. Yep. So you don't have to run around all the time putting your hand nominate up. Nominate is stupid, isn't it? Yeah, the umpire's going, who's your ruck? Who's your ruck? They shouldn't have to worry about that. Get there, grab the ball, throw it up. If two guys from the same team's jump, yep. free kick against. Yep. So, yeah, and I, I think the game is in great shape. I do hear all the stuff about we love the one-on-one battles. Yep. Um, things like that, but... You know, the, the guys that are talking about these one-on-one battles were the superstars who got to have all these one-on-one battles. You go ask the decoy forward in the yep. 70s or 80s what they think about the game if they were playing it now. You know, they'd be a part of a six-man forward line that has to work together. They'd probably get more of a chance to kick goals, take marks, instead of just get out of the way of yep. whoever it is standing up full forward. So, actually, Gas, have you, do you know that has a... Has the midfield congestion of the past five or ten years suited any other player better than this man? Like you'd be, you'd be because you just get to sell candy and balk everyone out in the middle of the ground, and and you know with a bigger body do your thing. Like you, but you'd be quite happy with the extra numbers in the midfield. Well, when I when I first started, I remember playing on a wing when I first come into the system. Yep, and it was a lot different to what you ask of the wingers now. I remember when the ball used to get kicked into our back line, 
I would be bolting to my wing to try and get that release kick from Outside. James Clement. Yep. Something like that. I never, ever thought about getting back to have to help. Yep. Now you've got to get back and help and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I think it's a so great... So why did you become an on-baller then? If you started um, out as a wingman, was it Mick? Yeah, Mick. I was playing VFL. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was exclusively a winger for Williamstown. Yeah. Exclusive, like I got drafted off the wing. I only had ever played wing. And then Mick come up at quarter time. Brad Gotch is doing the team board. on the board, going through everyone. He grabs my magnet from the wing, puts me in the midfield, and then grabs someone else out, puts them on the wing, and then whatever. What happened. did he say? So Gotchy just said that. And then yeah. Mick cut to me at, after the break goes, and he goes, if you can't learn to play in the midfield, you won't have a career. He goes, you're too slow for the wing. Thanks for the confidence. A quarter time, Nick. but yeah, went, went. I actually went inside and yep. had no idea what I was doing. So how did that change your training and stuff? Did then? Did um, you think because you were skinnier oh, then? Yeah, skinnier. Um, and you thought I'm gonna have to. Oh, I just had to change how I did my weights, um, which is pretty hard to do in season because I had to get bigger. Yeah. Um, all Clearly. summer was all about just running and yep. being on the outside, and you know we'd do match practice and I barely hit a body because you're just running on the outside so much. So yep. um, yeah, just changed a little bit of stuff, but that's how I sort of become. An on-baller, but then when I first come into seniors, it was half-forward wing, a little bit of midfield time. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about your upcoming battle with Patrick Cripps in a second here, but what would you change about the game? So what, what do you th- how do you think? Because it's sometimes, it, you know, I think the con- – do you agree the congestion needs to be cleared in some way, shape or form? Yeah, but you can, uh, the congestion, um, I think for me, is like talk about like making a square, a bigger square, so you can kick out for 20, up to 25 metres, yep. say, for example. But – Teams defend the ball, not the ground. So they so, just move the grid back. Yeah, so if the ball's on the wing yeah. and you get to talk about teams setting their press, yeah. you don't see like guys standing in the forward line because that's where it is. Everyone moves to where the ball goes. So they just move back. So, I don't know, if you want to free up scoring, why isn't like something like if you give a 50 metre away and that 50 metre takes the side in, inside 50, mm-hmm. you keep it like if that goes on like the 45s. So even if you're on the boundary and it comes wide, you come straight back in towards the middle of the ground. Harsh or, penalty. Yeah, but something like that to get scoring. I don't think we want... Stoppage, like yeah. what do you think imagine the knee jerk reaction when yeah, so starting positions, say center bounces, I don't mind, go six, six, and six. Yep. You know, but then if it's like there's a stoppage on the half back flank, you've got to have two guys in your forward line. Are you a fan of that? Imagine guys having to wait for like stoppages going, yeah. Rucks, you nominate. Um yeah, Buddy Franklin, just give me a thumbs up when you're back inside fifty, mate. No worries. No good. We're all standing there going, All right, we're ready to go. So what would you do? Rotations? Well, I, I think rotations. You think for me is the last quarter games always open up. Yep. Because um, because tired. everyone's everyone's tired. Mm-hmm. So if you'd set the rotation, so I don't know, maybe what ninety now. Yep. Drop them 60, 50, 40. I don't know what the number is, Bare but bats. maybe everyone maybe there is more fatigue. So you can't ask players stuff to do that they physically can't do. Yeah. So I think you'd that would allow um, probably a game a little bit more instinctive. Um, yeah. But apart from that, I'm not. I think the game is in pretty good shape. It's just that. What do you think of the Queen's Birthday Melbourne game? Well, clearly I enjoyed it because I won. But no, I, but I that, thought the some games the you game, would know. I thought the game was played um, pretty attackingly. Both sides scored well. There yeah. was heaps of collisions. Um, I think if if somebody had never come to that game, that was the one game they've seen. They'd yeah. be speaking yeah. so glowingly about that performance. Mind you, the day is unbelievable. Yeah, M and D now. I think yeah. they raised over six million. Yeah, bucks this year, which is insane. Yeah, and so, your coach was magnificent in that. Do you ever stand out? Be honest about this. If you ever do, you ever stand out in the middle of the ground, talk to your opponent, and say, "Jesus, game's a bit of a stinker, isn't it, uh, Cobber?" Like, do you ever um, feel? Do you ever feel whether it's a sort of a good game or not, or do you, like if it's scrappy and you know, no, not really. Or? You can like, there's more probably like we're on today. 
like, oh, yep. geez, we're grinding this today. Yep. Like, we are, this is a Struggling. massive struggle and we're grinding, but we've got to find a way. Yep. You go through that and um, conditions play a part as well. You know, there might be real wet games where it's just dirty, you've got to get ugly, you find yep. a way to score, yep. things like that. So, yep. um, but yeah, I think, I don't know, I like the game. I know there's got to be changes, it's got to evolve, yep. things like that. But yep. yeah, I don't think there's drastic measures needed. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think the rotation is a good idea. I don't know about starting positions because it would be clumsy, as you sort of said, like how do they get back in time or yeah. whatever. Um, and I think they should should pay incorrect disposal and holding the ball um, more harshly. Yeah. So like blokes, when they get it and they just sort of drop it and they yeah, get tackled, yeah. like yeah. if you don't get your handball to it or a yeah. foot to it, well, that's the thing. Like the, that he's holding the ball. The one that I always struggle with, and I have this discussion with umpires on match day, is like he attempted to get rid of it. So yeah. he attempted to handle, he attempted to kick it. That's rubbish. It's like, well, my job as a tackler yeah. is to dispossess him. So yeah. therefore, otherwise, you guys just yeah. drop the ball. Yeah. Well, when I you see guys, um, there's like you give me the ball and say I'm going to tackle you, I can get rid of it 99 percent of the time. Exactly. So quickly that yeah. don't give guys half a second. Um, pay those holding the ball decisions. Yeah. And then just I can go go your hardest on advantage too. Like I can guys are starting to maximise that. So when there's a free kick. Advantage, Bolt. play on. Yeah. You know, you know how there's like if there's a free kick in a marking contest, it's yeah. got to go back to the guy who marked it. Yeah. Just play on. If someone yeah. grabs it and goes, just play on because yeah. that keeps the game live, keeps yeah. it flowing, keeps it moving. Yeah. I Clark and Clark goes on to it when he says, when the the big bodied guys get tackled and they drop it and they pick it up and tackle it and all the numbers, it's like chips to a seagull. As soon as you play the free kick, the chip gets thrown, all the seagulls go. It spreads the yeah. field. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Pay the, just keep paying the free yeah, kicks. Yeah. People people say, oh, the umpire should let the game go. Yeah. No, it's the opposite. Yeah. Pay the free kick, get it moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 50 metre kick, It's that's how 100%. We, oh, whenever there's a roll and maul and then Chock you don't hear a whistle go for a bit, mm-hmm. you sort of look back and you see the umpire's not running in, yeah. you know he's about to play holding the ball, so yeah. then you're gone. Yeah. You've got to get to the next contest or the next The little cues, Scotty. Yeah. Well, yeah, they don't – like if you watch – Mm. You've watched football for a long time, but you probably don't pick up on these things. But the distance they stay... little clip gas, you see yeah. that? No. Well, oh, I was just saying, mate. <laughs> the, you, have you noticed? Have you ever noticed that? Um, no, I, had, I hadn't picked so up on that. No. When, they, when it's going to be a ball up, they'll run in, run in and blow the whistle. Because they're going to throw And when they up. stand out and let it go and everyone looks at the umpire and you're like, he's not coming in here, yeah. you know he's going to stand there and start running. Gets down. And the umpire wind up is great. When yeah. you can see it coming, the umpire wind up yeah. rolling the ball. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows. So. Razor Ray. I'm yeah. his number one fan. Hey, um, you're, speaking of big-bodied midfielders, your battle against uh, Patrick Coops, you claimed your scalp, I think, what was it, round three or four or whatever, and then we woke up to the fact that you're now a uh, pseudo-tagger in your, um, <clears throat> in your, in your veteran status. Um, are you going to take him on again? And how much would you look forward to a battle against one of the up-and-coming young on-ball stars? Um I think there'll certainly be stages where we cross paths, but yep. um, yeah, we're. I think from round three, we've slightly evolved a little bit more. We've got, I think probably back then we only had four or five guys rotating through the middle. Yep. Um, I'm not sure was that Geordie's first game back or something like that. Something like that, and um, so now you know we've got nine, ten guys going through the middle. Yep. So probably won't be as much as it was last time around the mm-hmm. stoppage where every time I'll go to him and just try and completely nullify him, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's more of a like, balanced like tier role, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. What, like what we did against Melbourne, it's weight of numbers, our um, nine versus your yeah. nine. Yeah. We'll back that. We'll get it done playing role better than what you can. So, And like I thought, um, say on the, against Melbourne, for example, if it was just me leaning against Oliver all day, mm-hmm. then you probably don't get Geordie doing what he does in that first half because yeah. – 
you know, I'll come off the back of the square or side him out or we start four, starting a wing. And, yeah. Um, yeah, you are, you are definitely Tish. being more accountable, though. You are be, you're, of all the Collingwood midfielders, you look to be the one, and we haven't spoken about this, but you look to be the one who is going to their best player a lot of the time. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think so, like certainly there's That's been deliberate. times. No, well, sometimes this year there has been definite yeah. run with roles. Carlton, round three, was yep. Cripps' stoppage. McRae. Um, McRae's stoppage roll. Five. Five stoppage roll. So that's – starting to be a bit yeah. of a pattern here, so guess, isn't there? <laughs> they're stoppage roles, and which I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, I like doing that sort of stuff. I like those jobs. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, as I said, this week it might be Cripps when I'm in there. It might be go play. That's yep. that's Bucks's call and – yeah. Um, you know, we don't – We this. what is it? It's lunchtime Thursday. We, we've got our stuff tomorrow yeah. on Carlton. We'll go through it. So yeah. no doubt there'll be stages where I lean in on him. Um, you know, also I think the, the beauty of the role is you try and get off and, and hurt those players in transition and, yep. um, for me, use my foot skills and, and try and set the team up. Sell a bit of candy. Uh, although you do have Kick some goals. Give the headphones. Oh, let's like talk that. about that. Must talk about the celebration. Let's talk about that. Because so, no one knows. No. Why you did it yet? A lot of people want to know too. Are we going to do this? Let's yeah, do this. The headphone celebration. Explain it. Well, through the week, do, oh, no, Coco, do, yeah, okay, Coco was he gave his notice of yep. what is it? Jumping ship. Yeah, jumping ship, and um, yeah. So Coco said, if you kick a goal this week, yeah. give me something. Yeah. And I said, well, what what do you want? I yeah. said because I'm confident I'll kick one. And <laughs> well, I've been in a rich vein of goal kicking form. Yes. I've kicked one every yes. week since Brisbane. Well, you've got your goal. You've you've, you've worked out your, yeah. your set shot goal kicking. Yeah, which is don't get them and just kick them on the run instead. <laughs> but so yeah, we we're sitting there on our little group chat having a text, and yeah. I think not sure what Coco, Coco said. Give it the double cobra. Yeah. So there's no chance. Ruled out straight away. Yeah. I want then you, you to come. Point to the crowd. You want to meet a point to the crowd, which I said the crowd didn't pass me the ball, so that's probably not on either. <laughs> and then. Coco said, give it the headphones, which is the double over the ears yep. um, for, the, for the podcast. So I thought, well, yeah, I can do that. And then, um, yeah, funnily enough, I kicked it and remembered to yeah. give it a bit. And it was, early it was in the awkward game. too because Geordie was right there. So I've kicked this goal and yeah. Geordie's gone for the high 10. And I've sort of put my hands up and he's hit fresh air because I've done, I've cut the ears. And then I had to go back for the 10 afterwards and Geordie was like, what are you doing? It's like, sorry, mate. <laughs> sorry. But yeah, uh, I. I yeah, loved it. It's good. Perfect oh, storm. I was sitting on the boundary line um, doing boundary commentating for Triple M and I don't know what he's like. I think, who was it, Nathan Brown or Joey Montagna said, did he just do a celebration? What was all that about? I'm sitting in my chair absolutely pissing myself. Channel did you give him any? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I said it might have been a bit of a, um, a, a farewell to a, a good mate who'd left the club. So, yeah. um, mate, it was gold. One of the better celebrations of the year. Um, and immediately we loved it on text. Hey, um, I want to talk about free agency. Because I'm start, I'm a big fan of free agency. Like the Paddy Dangerfield move from Adelaide to Geelong has been great for him. So he's the poster boy for free agency and he's been playing great footy and he's back home and that's awesome. But someone's put to me that it's only growing the divide between the top clubs and the bottom clubs. Because if you're a free agent this year like Gaff or Tom Lynch or Jeremy McGovern, why would you go to a struggling club like St Kilda, Bulldogs... Not North Melbourne, but you know, club down the bottom. You know, Carlton's trying to attract elite talent, and they're struggling to do that. So clearly, these players who have played for eight years and have got big money offers only want to go to the top clubs, like Rory Sloan. You know, he could go to Hawthorne. So, yeah. it, do you look at that from a big picture sense and worried about the competition becoming becoming very two tiered? Like, if just say hypothetically, if you were to leave Collingwood this year, like you're not going to go to a bottom club, Scotty. Yeah. You would go to a club well, in the window, and everyone's doing that. Yeah, I suppose the 
thinking like right back. Chris Judd did it. He wasn't a free agent, but he was out of contract. He went from powerhouse yep. West Coast mm-hmm. to join Carlton, who yep. I don't think they were – they weren't top four side when mm, he went there. So there's example. one there's, <laughs> there's one who's arguably the best player in the game has done it. Yeah. Um, I think at the moment it's all sort of like – hearsay like it's oh what happens if like Gaff's not going to go to Carlton Gaff's or McGovern's not going to go there it's like both guys are probably going to stay like the majority of free agents end up staying like mm-hmm. it's it was designed a lot for the middle tier players to move and I think yeah. if you look at the middle tier player movement it's been great like Marley Williams left here because he didn't see the opportunity now he's at North Jed Anderson I think via trade though but he's gone so middle yeah. tier players yeah, Mitch Wallace type sort of I and, I, and I think the we've spoke about this before but the big name free agent players it's not a guarantee that they bring success with them. So when we spoke about danger, he's made the decision to come back home, young family, et cetera. But then Adelaide go play in a grand final without Danger yeah. Field. So it's not one player isn't the be all and end all. Yeah, and, if you, and if you're going to put all your chips in that basket, you're probably not, you're not doing it the right way as a club. Because if you're thinking, if I get, say it's Jeremy McGovern leaves and he comes to Carlton and all your problems are solved, mm. they're not. Mm-hmm. They're still there. You've got to build your club around your people, your list, yep. getting depth in your list. Yep. Um, I think there's all that great saying on grand final day, it's not your, your top six, it's your bottom six mm. on grand final day that get it done. So I still think there's a bit of work on for agency. I'd love players to be um, honest about it, you know, come out. So I'm, would I. Why I'm, don't they do this? Can I'm, we be mature about it? Yeah, well, because it just, like how annoying, every week Tom Lynch's name's going to get thrown up. Yep. Um, Geordie Degoe's name's going to get thrown up. You know, if they, it's going to take, it'll take a while to get used to, but imagine if a player come out and just said, this is my last year for um, yep. this club and then at the end of the year I'm moving here but while I'm here, you've got me and I'll give everything I've got and they do it in NRL. doesn't yep. seem like Cooper Cronk last year for the Storm. Yeah, you know, I'm leaving at the end of this season but while I'm here, I've got everything everything yeah. in, invested. I agree with that because otherwise we do this silly dance all year, don't we? Like yeah. we pretend or Tom Lynch is sort of yeah. going to pretend it weighs on him. You yeah, know, it's, it's just speculation all the time and then if he doesn't play well, they're like, oh, he's not invested. Yeah. But if he if he's already announced what he's doing, it's yeah. like, well, I'm invested for my contract. I'll set yeah. up my contract, and once my contract's up, like everyone yeah. in the workplace, I'm going to go seek yeah. a new a new deal. But you could do that, you know, because you're a professional type, you're a mature type. Like you would have no problem handling that situation. You yeah. could do that. So maybe the fear is across the playing competition that not everyone, a, a less mature type, yeah. would struggle with that. But uh, Phil Davis at Adelaide. Adelaide yep. stopped. He announced it, and Adelaide stopped playing him. Lockie Henderson at Carlton, yeah. he announced that he was going, and Carlton stopped playing him. Gil McLaughlin publicly admonished him. So, if you're a player, I guess there's no real incentive. And yeah, well, that sort of puts that theory to shit, doesn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, but I think from an AFLPA perspective, maybe we we do. There is a time when we just become big boys about. Yeah, this. I think we have to. I've, I've said it before. If you're always catering for the lowest common denominator. How are you ever going to move forward? Yeah, stop So if pretending. you stop babying people and treat them like adults because if someone messed up that big yeah. in the AFL and that to like cut their contract, they would have no qualms doing it straight away. They'll treat you like an adult. But yeah. with stuff like that, yeah. like Lockie Henderson, he was contracted for that season. Yeah. Plain. Yeah. If he's in your best 22, what are you, are you just going yeah. to promote a kid that just yeah. gift him games? And Dangerfield was outstanding yeah. the year for Adelaide that he yeah. left. And like I'm pretty sure Danger knew that he wanted to come home. He but did. he felt like he, for some reason he feels like the environment's yeah. not safe enough where he can say, "Yeah, I want to go home." And Rory Sloan's in that position. Tom, do you think it would be a weight off Tom Lynch's shoulders if he could say, "Look, I'm coming." Yeah, I'm exactly coming. I'm, I'm coming home. Or even do a you think that his, would help him? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or if he said, um, "I'm going to stay here. I'm staying here, but we're going to nut out the contract." Yeah. So 
chill out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. That, from me in a professional perspective, I would get some relief by saying I that. I don't think anyone would have any qualms about it either. Except the AFL. Except, except the, the big, AFL. except Gil yeah. McLaughlin. Yeah. Maybe we need to get him back on this podcast. Sammy goes yeah. Um, well, I've got this theory that, do you reckon, um, tell me anything about this, Jeremy McGovern, right? So he's um, free agent at, uh, at West Coast um, and he's getting offered, you know, big money to move. Maybe he goes to Fremantle. Do you think, do you think that he owes West Coast um, for sticking by him in the early years? So he was a rookie for three years, Gas, and at the uh, start of his fourth season, he came back the fattest player on the list. Like he was so terribly out of shape, they banished him from they, to, his, to the waffle team. He had to train before normal training hours, train after. He bought a bike to like literally lose ten kilos, kind of thing. Yeah. Do you think McGovern, having been stood by during that tough period by West Coast, should repay that faith? Because we had the similar conversation with Geordie Degoe, whether he owes Collingwood. Do you think that should? That should enter Jeremy McGovern's mind. Well, I just think with free agency, like players have to realise, like the grass isn't always greener on mm-hmm. the other side. Like there's big, there's always going to be big offers. You're always going to get paid more to go somewhere else. But yeah. where he is now, he's one of their key players. Um, he would have great faith in the staff around him, the physios, the, the medical staff. They'll know his body, know what he can and can't do. When you go to a new environment. You've got to start that relationship all again. I don't know. How long has he been at West Coast? Four years? Now, eight eight years? years? Yeah. So he's got eight years' worth of knowledge of people, physios, medical team, coaching staff, how to manage his body. When he says, you know, put your hand up, I can't train today, they trust him with that. When he goes to somewhere else maybe, just start that whole thing again where you can't just massage your way through the program based on how you're feeling. He's got to – basically essentially comes back to being a first-year player where you're out there every session. And I think players got to weigh that up as well. Yeah. what do you think should happen? What do you think is going to happen at the Lakers and Kawhi Leonard? You got to Ooh, NBA talk. Yeah, like this. We changes. Can't change well, the Pop, Pop met Kawhi, Kawhi. in Dis- San Disgruntled Diego. San Antonio player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he met just to clear the air because apparently he wasn't happy with how he didn't go to any of the finals games. Yeah, but Kawhi. So apparently, it's early in the year, Kawhi had a quad injury. Yeah, and then Pop came out and said of something about he doesn't trust our medical team because he went and got a second opinion. Yeah, and then. Kawhi thought out. that, yeah, so a bit of a fallout, wanted to patch it up, and Pop's the best guy at doing that. What I would love to see is when everyone talks about LeBron, the debate of LeBron is he one of the greatest ever. It's like you've got Kobe, you've got Jordan, you've got Magic. Yep. All these guys were coached by legends of the game, Pat Riley, Phil Jackson. So who's LeBron's coach that's one of the greatest ever? He's probably always been like a pseudo coach. Yeah, you know, you've seen him grab the whiteboard or Tyron Lue. rule overrule Tyron Lue in playoffs. Yeah, imagine if he went to San Antonio because they've got room for one free agent. It's probably not going to happen, but imagine if he went there and got coached by Pop. Like, I reckon he'd be a better player. He might put up the same stats and numbers, but yeah, talking longevity, how long mm-hmm. he could play for. Yeah, he'd go play under one of the best ever coaches or probably the best ever coach with Kawhi. Yeah, so he's got him Kawhi. LaMarcus Aldridge, there's yep. your big three. Yep. You've got Ginobili off the bench. Yep. You've Tony got Parker. everyone. So I think that's yep. that's an option. Mm. Yeah. But as a Lakers that's man, are you thinking? Scoop. Yeah, as yeah. a Lakers man, you think? No, nah, right. I don't like LeBron. Like, right. You think he's no, soft? No, I don't. No, I don't. Not that, but I just don't like how – I don't like LeBron. I just don't like how everything – It becomes all about his team and yep. it's like he's – as I said, like he's the coach. He's the GM. Like the coach becomes like underrated. Yep. Luke Walton, who I think is an amazing coach. I reckon yes. LeBron – would fit with the Lakers and if Luke had power. Yeah. You know? Brad um, Stevens at the Celtics. Oh, he's unbelievable. Yeah. Brad Stevens. But I just, yeah, I think he needs to go somewhere where there's an amazing coach where he's actually coachable because it feels like it just, 
every team he's gone to, it just plays his way, his style. They get three point shooters to stand on the arc. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'd just love to see him play for a great coach or, mm. yeah, the Lakers. I'd cop him at the Lakers. Where do you think he lands? <laughs> Uh, I actually just I year? actually think he stays. Right. Yeah, uh-huh. well, he's got kids, his family's all set up there. Yeah. They talk about going to LA, but you know, with the markets now, there's no such thing as big or small market anymore. Mm-hmm. He'd live there for five months in LA anyway over mm-hmm. summer. Um, yep. Yeah, I think family's probably more important. Can we um, finish on Matty Scharenberg? So he re-signed uh, this week. We've had um, so many people, haven't we, re-signed? Well, Big five. Stevenson. Signing spree. Gaston likes the stories for the Collingwood website. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Mate, you've been very busy. Your keyboard's like... Brown boys. Smoking. Aish. Yeah, started with the Brown boys. Nathan Murphy. And Maxie the, Lynch. Two th- South Australians. Jaden Stephen. Is it Stevenson? Stevenson. Stevenson. Jaden yeah. Stevenson. Yeah. The boy who only eats cheese sandwiches. Um, yeah. And now Matty Scharenberg. Now, who's a big one because he's gone through June knee reconstructions? We know he's a talent. Early doors, I remember talking to you and he said he has, you said he has shades of Sean Burgoyne. You can be that point man across yeah. the halfback line. How impressed are you by his form this season? Oh, I've always been a big advocate of shades. And, yep. um, to me, he's a footballer, though. He's a footballer first and athlete second. And I think. Um, yeah, when he was so going. What, does that, what do you mean by that? Well, though? I think he played, like you watch him play and he plays he's football, football really well. Yeah. He's not the greatest athlete going around. No. But he'll read the ball quicker. He gets into position quicker. He makes decisions. Yeah, makes decisions quicker. And he's like, how composed is he in the back half when he gets to the footy? Never, ever rattled. I think he's had like three or four games this year where he's had over 20 touches and used it 100%. That's amazing. Like, yeah. So, yeah, he's a footballer first. And I just, yeah, I've always loved training with him, playing with him because I. Yeah, I've got full trust in him when you play with him that he'll get the job done. And yep. he's had, you know, he's had some of the roles he's been throwing this year, like as an undersized key defender. You know, he's no bigger yep. than me. Yeah, he's um, he's playing extremely well and a well deserved extension. Um, did you ever think that he could go? Like he always struck me. I lo- I like Shaz. I think he's a great bloke, but because he's sort of a bit quieter, he's really close with yeah. his family. He's had the injuries. He always struck me as a person who's probably, probably um, a genuine risk. Probably the last contract. I wasn't sure. I didn't know which way I was going to go because he wasn't playing much footy yeah. and. I think that would be hard. It was tough, yeah. Yeah, and like, and the other thing too is like when you're not playing much footy at all, AFL, VFL level, it's, it's pretty isolated and you don't actually yeah. get around the lads as much. Whereas yeah. this time when I heard that he had re-signed, it was yeah. sort of a no-brainer. He's been playing seniors for 11 weeks. He's come yeah. completely out of his shell. He gets along with all the lads really well. And yeah, um, yeah I'd, there'd be no doubt in my mind this time that he was going to re-sign. Yeah, sometimes we have like um, pod, podcast guests come in and um, I reckon he would be... Five million to one to come in here and have I'll a chat on get the him podcast. On. Would you? Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't Next, think he's when, ever set foot in this room. When mate, do we want him, mate? If you can get Matthew Scharenberg in two weeks' time, in here in two weeks' yeah. time, um, I'm not sure what I'll do. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll you, you'll buy. You'll shout the coffees for the pod. I'll shout coffees for the pod. You do owe me yeah. lunch too, by the way. Yeah, for true. A, um, uh, Collingwood netball game. I th- I would have thought it'd be five million to one guess. Like if you have you met have you met anyone who's who's a Who's less keen on you know more paranoid about media than Matthew Scharenberg? Well, I want to know what we talk to him about. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, we'll talk. He loves his baseball. Yeah, big baseball. We unbelievable, unbelievable. Best episodes. Unbelievable really pitcher. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Had a like future path in baseball if he wanted it. Is that right? Yeah, he's See? a um. What does he? He does. You're gonna have um, to physically, like, it's gonna have to be a public arrest. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to push. Yeah, him. Yeah, no, we'll get him. We'll get him. Yeah, right, yeah. million to one. Loves his basketball. Does he? Yeah. Well, that's good. But it is an endorsement for the footy club, isn't it? Oh, that he's re-signed. Right. Yeah, well, I think all, all – Stevenson, Murphy, yeah. the two Browns, yeah. Aishi, um, Chaz. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we've got a few more to go. So yeah. it's good. There's a few a few trucks out of the courtyard now and then there's only a few more trucks left that have backed right up and 
waiting for Walsh to dump a bit of money in there, I think. <laughs> we take the piss of cash on this podcast, Gas, but serious question. Will you talk, would you see your position to talk to Jordan or Darcy or Jamie about the contract and that from a serious perspective? If they wanted to, I would have a chat with them for sure. Yeah. Um, and I've spoke to the, all those boys just at the start of the year, if you ever needed any, a hand with anything or yeah. whatever, if it gets too much for you or you feel like the media's talking about it all the time, open for a chat, but yeah. ball's in their court and I understand that. Yeah. Um, they've got their representation, they want to play footy their own, stuff yeah. they want to go through. And for me, they're all committed to our program and giving everything they've got, so that's all I can ask for. So as a captain, though, do you feel... Um do you feel like you should try and pitch to them while they should probably, stay? Probably not now, like not throughout the season. Yeah. Um, at the end of the season, there still hadn't been a decision for them and, you know, you really don't know. Potentially, yeah, yeah it's a phone call and, hey, let's catch up for a coffee. I want to see where your head's at. Yeah. But right now, it's like, well, you're all you here, you're giving everything you've got. I remember yeah. catching up with Nathan Freeman yeah. um, after the season, sat yeah. down, had coffee, had lunch and just spoke where his head was yeah. at and what he was doing. And Yeah. yeah and so he just got a great offer for someone who... He got a good offer from... Um, St Kilda at the time and can't begrudge him yeah. for accepting because it because he he'd not even he knew he'd, ne- he'd not even played a game he had no idea what was going to happen with his body he never mm. knew if he was going to play again yeah. so yeah. yeah do you think he's confident Geordie's going to stay yeah mm. he does well, it's, it's probably blind blind faith like I've got yeah. no idea but he seems like he's enjoying the environment yeah he's playing good footy How he's much still he learning oh he's improved Heaps. tremendously yeah um, you know still learning the game his upside's phenomenal um, yeah and I think yeah, he'd be enjoying this year as much as he's enjoyed any year of football. Yeah, um, and I think he's mm. off the, off the field as well. So, you know, some of the things he put in place for him. You know, he's still going to the salvos once a week. Is he? Um, yeah. And that's now just off his own bat because he loved yeah. doing it and yeah. finds he's got a really good balance in his life. Last one. What about his professionalism off the field? Because that was the question mark, wasn't it? Yeah. He didn't know on the outside how coachable he might be or how committed he was. Has that gone on? Oh, level? yeah. What was he like? What twenty two years old? Yeah. Like, so he's improving every year. Yeah. You know when. First guy here was one of the rawest blokes. He was literally the version of like a country footballer. Yeah. Like trained hard, played hard. Yeah. Um, wouldn't know what diet meant type <laughs> yeah. thing. And he's improved every year as he's yeah. learning. The, the funny thing is as, as players, and I think Geordie's having sort of the breakout you know, yeah. year where he's going to move into that elite bracket is yeah. once they start playing that good footy and they get a taste for <coughs> it and how much they can do at the top level, it's almost like it's addictive. Yep. It's like, all right. So he wants it. So like I want yep. to do this every week. I want to have – 12 inside 50s, I want to have 30 touches, I want to dominate around the clearances. Like, all right, so to do that, my recovery's got to be on point, my diet's got to be on point, I've got to be strong in the gym. Like, so it all starts, yeah. and it just snowballs from there. That yeah. it's, Tell you what, it's one of the best feelings ever when you're playing well, your team's winning, you yeah. know you're walking out there and dominating. It's yeah. a pretty, pretty powerful position when did you, to be When did you know that? When did that, what, do you remember the game where that click, where it clicked for you? Um, oh, I, I don't, but I probably, come on, mate. first or second game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, there was, I reckon it was probably was there a match 2009. Or? Yeah. Um, I just felt the pre-season. Fifth year, fifth year. Yeah, pre-season more than anything that I just um, – Had sworn Oh, no, I just ate everything up in the pre-season. No matter what got thrown our way, yeah. I was strong enough to handle it all. I could keep going. It didn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'd look around and usually when you're hurting or other blokes are hurting, you could keep going. And yeah. I got I used to just get so much confidence early days from being able to get through pre-seasons. And yeah. then when I like actually didn't just get through and survive, I like sort of excelled in a pre-season and yeah. got strong and I could run and then pre-season form was strong and then it just carried on. And then it just, snow- like it just snowballs. You just, yeah. this is working. I want to do more of that. I want to watch more game tape. I want to look into this more. Yeah. Just 
Yeah, it's infectious. That's why we can't get him out for a beer, Gas. He's just too committed. Fair enough. Maybe That's the reason. When he yeah, retires, maybe he'll be half a chance. Five years. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Gas, how did you review your first performance, mate? Are you, are you happy with the new team? How do you feel? We included you enough? Yeah, yeah. no, it's been good. I'll yeah. listen to the tape and review. <laughs> but what, I don't know if I've done well. Done yeah, very well, yeah, mate. Well, very, uh, very well. Yeah, we've enjoyed your work. Uh, Coco, now, no doubt, will be listening. Um, hey, I've got to thank, we've got to thank, I'm unfashionable, so I've got no style at all, Scott. You've got some clothes sent in. Nina and Pas- your good friends yeah. at Nina and Pasadena have, have sort of come to my rescue and sort of said, Clarky, we've been seeing what you're rolling up with. It's been very disappointing. We think you can be much more cooler, and if you're going to hang out with the Collingwood captain uh, occasionally, then oh, you need Mind a you, certain the, level the fans, the fans did get a kick out of some of your kits Yeah, when I was posting them on my Instagram. But, yeah, as you said, our good friends at Nina Pasadena sorted, sorted you out, mate. They so, must have seen the eyebrows and thought we got to complete the look now. Well, i got new threads. i got a, I got a trimmer sort of more straight. My brow gas, the brow chop. Yeah, got the brow <laughs> chop, and you know I'm feeling good about things. So maybe um, you know, maybe we'll get out and about at some point. All right, Scott, we're in your white man can't chop uh, singer. Good luck for Sunday. Do you Thanks, think mate. it's going to be like a hundred point margin? You going for the one fifty point margin over the hapless blues, or real percentage booster? Just going for the four points, Jay. <laughs> That's what we want. The four points, mate. Oh, that was exciting, man. <laughs> thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, Gas, thanks very much for giving your help out. Thank Good you. luck to you thanks, on uh, Sunday. Sunday, Scotty, yep. and uh, Cripper. And um, we'll catch you uh, next um, time on the Drop and Journal Show. Cheers.